It's time for the What in the Podcast. Welcome to our first ever midweek roll with our special guest, Aaron Montgomery. Welcome to the What in the Podcast with your hosts, Kent Whittington and Adriana Guido and Tracy Lynn Hernandez. Hello and welcome to What in the Podcast on what we're calling a midweek roll. Uh, As as you already know by now, we weren't able to record this week because there was a death in my family. My... uh, Baby cousin, for lack of a better term, uh, passed away unexpectedly, and uh, only 33, so really young. We're not, and we don't know exactly what happened yet, but she was found unresponsive. They declared her pretty much uh, brain dead, and she passed before they could pull the plug. So it was rough, but. As promised, I did. I did say I would try to do something in the middle of the week. So here we are, and I am not alone tonight. Joining us <laughs> is along with Tracy. Uh, Adri, I should also say, is not joining us tonight. She's sick, unfortunately. So wish her well, everybody. And uh, feel better, Miss Adri. Yes. And then along with Tracy, we have with us Aaron Montgomery tonight. Hi, Aaron. Hello, it's well, been a long time since I've been on. Yeah, a long time no hear yes. from him. How you been? Things have been very busy. Mm-hmm. Very, very busy. So so All I sorts hear of crazy things have been happening in the last year and a half mm-hmm. since uh, I sat on the show with you. Well let's see, you've moved since then. You're back in New Mexico. Uh, back in yes, Roswell, I right? <laughs> yes, I went back to Roswell. Mm-hmm. And that that just started things. So went back to Roswell, started a new job. Since then, I've gotten another job, and then in the process, working on a pretty big project. So you're working two jobs and a project now. Well, no, I quit the one job to get the other job, which was an incredible step up for me. And yeah, a smart move. So, <laughs> <laughs> and um, a chance to. I thought it would be like a step back so I wouldn't be as involved. But while I may not be as involved in people's lives, the lives that I'm involved in are, are, are the ones that are suffering the most. So it's not quite the relief I was <laughs> hoping for. But no, but you're, make, you're making a difference well, though, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, I don't all. think that I would ever have a job that I wasn't. That's awesome. Well, along with Aaron being here, we don't have any sort of format tonight, so we're just uh, we're just going to talk and about whatever whatever suits our fancy. But before we do that, Aaron, you're here for a specific reason, though. You wanted to promote something tonight on our show. I do. Uh, My partner and I have been working very very hard over the last year to create an online format for people who are creatives or have small businesses or I guess at this point even large businesses anybody that wants to advertise and bring interest to their works or their crafts or their you know the business that they have uh, but the front runner of this uh, 
kind of advertising business is a radio station. It is an internet streaming radio station. It's alternative rock. It's going to be amazing. I can sit and listen to our music for hours and be entertained the entire time and say, oh, I love that song. Every time a song comes on, after three hours, you would think I'd be like, oh, I don't like that song. But no, that's not the way it is. It's you know, music that I grew up with, music that Jackson grew up with, and it's just phenomenal and we are so excited to be launching this radio station next sunday so as soon as midnight hits on new year's eve we're going live awesome rock on and so so where can people find it so the the website is um www of course house x 575.com and the radio station itself will be on the first page there. Um, we will have like a place for classified ads. We'll have creator spotlights for people that want to bring more attention to their works. We've got uh, what we are calling the video vault. However, it is empty yet as we have not had any uh, movie enthusiasts or or you know indie filmmakers that are wanting to submit anything at this point but that will probably be filled up not only with other people's things but our own work as jackson works very hard at animations and shorts and things like that and we um, work and write and create all the time so awesome. this is very exciting for us um, eventually we'll have apps for phones so i mean for the for the radio station as well so all sorts of fun stuff happening over here Yay. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I have friends I can point for for the the video hour. Um, <laughs> but hey, just so you know, poke poke point point. <laughs> That's a good thing. So now, are you still doing Definitely. podcast? I have done almost no podcasts for the last year. I've done. Let's see. I did a show last week. And that was the first one I had done since March. And the one I did in March, I probably only did it because it was um, Whitley Strieber's Dreamland. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it hadn't been Whitley saying, hey, I want to speak to you, I would, <laughs> I would not have done any work. So I have really stepped back from, from doing podcast work, which is hurtful to me in a ways because I was doing so many and I absolutely loved it while I was doing it. However, I, I had a major turn for the worst when it comes to my PTSD and ET, you know, ET involvement and things like that. And so it's become very difficult for me to, to get out and talk about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can understand that. It's just uh, PTSD is just, uh, just kind of really stops you from doing anything really. So it makes me very angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate it. I, you know, like I'm supposed to be doing these. I'm supposed to go out and do it. And, even most of today, I was really cranky, and I didn't really know why, but I have a feeling it is because I needed to get up and doing this. And as I told myself, you'll be fine when to start, and I am. I'm fine. I'm not having a panic attack or worrying about anything right now, but the lead-up was not necessarily comfortable. And that's just something that I deal with on a regular basis when mm-hmm. it comes to talking about experiences. Right. Well, if it helps, you know, you're amongst friends. I mean, we consider, we've considered you, know, you a friend for years and, now, so... Right. And, and it really surprises me once, um, you know, once I published Dirty Little Secret back in 2020, I had no problems 
talking. And I spent a full year just talking and talking and talking. Mm -hmm. And then there was an abrupt halt. Like, I can't do it anymore. So any idea what caused it? I know exactly what caused it um, because I've had a regression since then and I was, and I, and I found out what it was. So um, it was really, really quite interesting how I found out because I knew that it happened around June of 2021 because it was after the last show that we had done together in my living room, which was cool as heck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but right after that, I went to um, the, Laughlin UFO Megacon and was a speaker as my first like speaking on a stage engagement. The only speaking on a stage engagement that I've ever had, which was a trip. I <laughs> yeah, I spoke so quickly I ended up like half an hour early, but then I had so many questions that I was able to tell the people the things that I'd forgotten to say because I was so nervous as I was on stage. And it ended up okay. Um Recently, that video actually of my speech was released onto YouTube, and it's had like twenty-seven thousand views or something like that. That's great. It was released right before Halloween this year, and I was getting a huge influx of strange emails from people in Austria and whatnot. I'm like, why am I all of a sudden in popular? You know, why why are people emailing me right now? It's weird. That's because you, you got your face out there, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the story can't pop back up, and people people are responding as they tend to do when they when they hear it. But um, but no, I had gone to Laughlin, and everything seemed to be fine. And once I got back into town and back into routine, I had all of these shows lined up, and all of a sudden I couldn't do it. I was either late, or I spaced them out, or I was having panic attacks, and it just increased. <laughs> and I and I moved. Um, back to Roswell at the end of August. And yeah, and so I did a show in October, I did the show in March, and I did the show last week, and that's it. Which is pretty wild, but I was doing like 100 shows. Mm-hmm. I think I did a, over 100 shows in the year 2020. So or sounds, the 2020 to 2021. Right, right. So it yeah. sounds like you just yeah. got a little overwhelmed. Perhaps, perhaps, but last October, not this past October, October 2021, I actually went to um, California and I did a, a training to, uh, you know, work with abductees in regressions. And it was kind of neat to be in there because I was on both sides, you know, as a, as a clinician, having experienced hypnotizing and, and working with clinical hypnosis, it was important for me to witness others who um, are abductees be regressed to see how it was done. And of right. course, I, I was working with the one and only Yvonne Smith that I that she's that she's a person I go to hands down all the time. Um, there's many other regressionists out there, but she's the one that makes me feel the most comfortable. Anyways, so we were there, and and I was not only observing and learning but i was also a participant and so i went through two full regressions over the weekend and one of them we addressed why am i all of a sudden unable to do these talks and i was shown exactly why and and i had had some sort of strange like medical emergency or something and um was taken onto ship and they they fixed it, whatever it was, and and it was not 
you know, they were, they were very kind, but I think what, what often triggers me, and I think I, I, I have a hard time at Halloween because people are masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I'm talking in circles, but you know, bear with me. We'll get there. <clears throat> Eventually, the point will come across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm afraid of people in masks because I can feel that their emotions are different than what's being, you know, displayed. I, I can't stand clowns. I believe it's for the same reason. You know, they've got smile painted on their face or whatever, and that doesn't match the energy that I'm receiving. And so, in the regression. While on ship, I had two beings next to me, and they were very robotic looking, like very streamlined. I saw no creases. You know, you know, if you look at your hand, you've got all these creases where the joints move. There were, there were, it was very smooth, very white beings with little tiny little beady eyes, and they were they were emoting. I could feel emotions. And one was trying to keep me calm. It's going to be okay. Everything's fine. Everything's good. And then the other one was giving out a, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out type of vibe. And, and the, so, so the dichotomy between the two different emotions there, calm down, everything's fine. No, this isn't okay. Versus the stark robotic type looking beings that had emotions really kind of scrambled me. Mm-hmm. And and that kind of I think that alone is what set me back. I'm very grateful that whatever was going on with me, they were able to fix. They went into my temple, so I don't know what was going on, but it wasn't good. And then by the time I was taken out of my bedroom at the beginning of the episode, I, I could no longer walk. So whatever it was, it wasn't good. I don't know if there was a implant that went bad. I don't I don't have that information, but. The fact that their faces didn't match their feelings and the fact that they had feelings at all, mm-hmm. I think is what kind of set me back and like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to go there anymore. Of course, but I didn't remember it happened. Mm-hmm. Right, I knew something right. that happened, but I didn't know what. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, even after, I, huh? I get it. You're talking about robotic beings as far as, you know, your recollection emitting emotions mm-hmm. that just i mean that doesn't happen uh, right ai has not even progressed that far yet no so you know yeah i can see where so, that'd be disconcerting right yeah so either they were highly advanced ai that did have emotions mm-hmm. because they were not speaking out loud right i was just hearing their thoughts and their emotions and everything is going to be fine you need to calm down and oh my gosh i don't know if we can do this it may be too late you know that kind of liturgy coming out of the mind of the other mm-hmm. or there was maybe that was some sort of spacesuit. I don't I don't know or maybe these beings are just kind of robot looking I don't know <laughs> you know there's so many different possibilities you have no idea what we're dealing with when it comes to ET contact but uh, but whatever it was about that encounter it really set me back mm-hmm. many 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 steps as far as being able to communicate my experiences, being able to help others with their experiences and stuff, because now I'm back to square one and having to deal with my trauma. So, so was this the same group as before then? Well, that's a really good question because I do not remember ever seeing any beings like this before. Mm-hmm. They were they were very new to me. 
these two. And the one that came to fetch me was also different looking and different looking from them as well. For whatever reason, he reminded me of a grasshopper. He was brown in color, like a like a dark tan. Um, okay. Taller than me by quite a bit because he was able to like escort me out. And I, my head was only about at shoulder height, so I don't know, about six feet tall. But he was very enthusiastic, like, all right, let's go. Come on, you can do it. Up you go. You know, just trying to motivate me. And I'm like, what's going on? I don't understand. And then losing mobility and, and things as I'm being taken outside to the field behind the place that I was living and up into a ship and gone. So mm-hmm. I've never seen either of those types of things before. So okay. I don't know. Okay. So well, you thank go. you for talking to us again. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Well, no, we, we definitely appreciate it. I'm curious, since I've never interviewed the man, Whitley Strieber, you said you had an interview with him recently. Um, uh-huh. What is he like? I was really nervous at first, <clears throat> just because, you know, he's been doing this for so long. He's very well known. He has several books published. He's, you know, writes all the time and you know everybody knows who Whitley Strieber is mm-hmm. in this field of work. So I was really nervous, but um, he was extremely personable. He felt very familiar to me. We were able to communicate very easily. And um, the stories we had were very, very similar. I mean there was similarities between his experiences and mine that that was pretty striking. And um, and then at the end, we both, we, we were talking about like uh, permanatory dreams, you know, having dreams of what may come in the future. And oddly enough, we had both had dreams within, you know, a few months of each other of the sun burning out or disappearing or blowing, you know, just mm-hmm. the sun is no longer there. And so... I've actually heard that from a few other experiences recently as well. So, but that was pretty wild to know that we had both had that message passed to us through sleep. Hmm. So some kind of shared dream between the two of you in a, in a way. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have no words. Hey, excuse me just a moment. Back it off. Sure. Sorry, the puppies decide they want to play right under me tonight. So I, I could hear that. Yeah. I've got one on the couch next to me. Yeah, we, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we got a brand new one, and he just he's very exuberant. Oh my goodness. Unfortunately, he uh, likes to make a lot of noise and make the others make a lot of noise too. Here he is. <laughs> oh. Oh, what a sweet face. Yeah. He's, he's only about six months old. Oh, right? he's definitely a baby. Yeah, yeah. Bigger than the others, but he's still a baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, so I want to also ask you, um, on your old website, you had pictures of um, orbs, uh, the dryer sheets and everything. Have you had any more experiences with, with that stuff? You know, I have not had my camera plugged in for a long time because a lot of those things I 
received when I was living alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I no longer do so, and having a camera in my bedroom is not necessarily something that I want to continue. No, um, that's, that, that's probably, that'd probably bring up all sorts of different videos that probably belong on a different channel. Uh -huh, exactly, <laughs> but... But we have had some experiences, but not nothing like what I was getting before. I have not seen a dryer sheet type of creature since then. But like I said, too, we're just not we're just not observing it mm -hmm. right now. We're not even trying. It'd be great to do so, but not necessarily in the bedroom right now. So. Oh, there's a, there's other rooms. <laughs> there are other rooms. Yeah, I just have to set up a camera or have it set up so that it shoots in a different direction mm -hmm. than you know the sleepers. But um, yeah, it could it could be done. But yeah, no, we haven't we haven't done anything like that since I guess when I first moved in, it was something we were experimenting with, but it quickly fell out of fashion. Mm -hmm. So so your new guy apparently is is cool with everything that you do which i think is awesome yes absolutely absolutely he um is probably more involved than he would like to be himself so we have we have experiences that happen here all the time mm -hmm. such so, as such as um well a lot of the stuff that happens now it seems to be dreamlike for me um it's like you move into an astral state or whatnot but um just was it last week i think it was last week yeah okay because there were several events that took place that led me up to here um I went to the dentist for the first time in seven years because i was too afraid to go thanks to et contact thank you guys for making me afraid of the doctor um and then I did another podcast, which again was a big step for me. It was important for me to do so. And then like that night, we had all of us, he and I and his daughter had an experience and she was just crying uncontrollably. We didn't know why he saw somebody waving in the doorway and, and I was taking through the ceiling. So um, I don't remember much else just being taken to the ceiling and then caring for children, which is what seems to be a common theme for me right now as I'm taking and I just care for children or I'm a teacher mm -hmm. of children. Um, but yeah, that, that happened and we, and we knew it did because we all had something going on that the kiddo doesn't, I don't think she puts it all together, but we're like, mm, okay, we know it happened. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, when you moved from from Roswell to Montrose, and then back again, was there a, a uptake or a downturn in activity when you made that move, or did it still occur? It seemed like when I moved to Montrose, it slowed down, mm -hmm. but I know it didn't stop. I know, I know there there were things that happened, like being taken and, and operated on in the middle of the night because I was still in Montrose when that happened. Um, but it seemed to really slow down and being back here, it just seems, uh, it's hard to tell, but things happen all the time. Mm -hmm. um, can I attribute it all to ET contact? Not necessarily, but paranormal is definitely just a constant. And um, whether it's through dream communication, spirits walking through the house, um, you know, just odd, bizarre, 
instances, um, you know, the good old angel numbers that pop up. And I'm sure that you guys are familiar with synchronicities and things like that. It's oh, yeah. just an every, every few minutes occurrence on occasion mm-hmm. here. So, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it slowed down or if I just stopped paying attention along the way. Um, and it very well could be part of that PTSD reaction of no, I'm not going there right now. Right, right. No, I don't blame you. I mean, these are these are traumatic experiences we're talking about here. So, you know, you've got to. You know, you're, can be. Yeah, you're bound to have some sort of reaction to it. Right. Uh, what do you think, right. Tracy? Say that again. I was asking Tracy what she thought of it. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of, of you know, talking about secretness and secret. I can say the word synchronicities around recently myself. And it almost seems like, although I am more aware of the activity around me, I have also seen it downturn in activity. It's not the uptick it was a few months ago or, you know, back on the, you know, I guess it was a year now, like the, my grandparents communicating or my grandfather, I swear, communicating through the, the, the flashing on the TV or, you know, anything going on. But at the same point, it seems like the whole area around me just kind of calmed down for a moment. I haven't had my normal feelings of things around as much, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, maybe they're taking, it's not Christmas in the stars possible, but maybe they're taking time off for a moment to let us have time to decompress. <coughs> maybe. That is, that, that would be wonderful. I wonder though, how much that has to do with vibrational levels. If we feel an uptick in activity, does that mean that, um, there's a presence of something that we don't we don't resonate with immediately. You know what I mean? And we have to feel that resonance and raise to it to be able to communicate. And then once we do meet that that vibrational level, we no longer feel the presence because there's not dissonance. Could be. Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I just got goosebumps, so I guess that means <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it's a body truth. That's a body truth for me. If I get goosebumps after I say something, I could be going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, I have to thank you, by the way. Um, ever since we did our, our meditation uh, for the healing on my foot and everything, I've found, yes. I have found that I am able to slip into the meditative state a lot easier than I was oh, really? before. Yeah. I did it. Um, I was just kind of laying in bed one night, and suddenly I was just in that meditative state for no reason at all. wasn't even trying, and there I was. You know, images flashing in my head and everything. It was great. <laughs> that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. What do you think happened? To Not allow sure. That to, uh, to manifest. I, all I can figure is I was probably very relaxed. Uh, I mean, I had gone to bed. Usually, when I go to bed, it's you know, I'm going to sleep. That's the that's the focus there. It's all I'm doing. But this particular night, I kind of slipped into that state. And I almost felt like I was going to get into that out-of-body state. But I think I might have held myself back on that. It can be very scary to let go. Mm-hmm. That's what I understand. The first time is always the hardest. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you may want to, want to, want to, but you snap back because, mm -mm, no, I'm not, because it feels like death. Mm -hmm. Like if I let go, I'm not going to come back. Right. I've always come back. I'm always returned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whether, right, whether I'm just dreaming, if I'm master traveling or if I'm taken by other creatures, I'm always returned. So yep. that is a good thing. Well, maybe one day I'll let the fear, uh, go to the side and, and take the leap and see what happens. You definitely could. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one thing that I haven't promoted here with you guys at all was the second book that I published, I don't think. No, I don't think we did. Okay. I mean, it was mentioned, yeah, but I don't I think we ever talked about it. Yeah, because that that's kind of what that book is all about, is beginning level energy work, how to create shields, protect yourself from outside energies, how to um, notice when you're off kilter, grounding, cleansing your energy, all of that. But then, you know, later later chapters is is travel and how to do it in a way that you feel secure. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering what would happen if you went through the meditations um, that are a part of that book and feeling safe and secure in and of yourself and your mind because you've already created like, this place in your mind. Yeah. And you probably did it during that meditation with me, whether you knew it or not. Mm -hmm. It manifested. Impossible. And and you'll be able to use those parameters while you're traveling. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just have to start using the book. I have I mean I have it now, I might as well. <laughs> well, gosh. Think about that. I have been, or at least I've done it once so far, and I, I would like to make this like a quarterly occurrence mm -hmm. have classes that focus specifically on this book uh, creating your sacred inner space building the foundations for energy work um, and you know it's, it's set up in four sessions each on a Saturday morning is how I had it set and um, the first day we covered like the first four or five chapters you know and, and, and progressed through and by the time the fourth class is over we've done all of the exercises through the book together. The processing of commercial information is complete. Back to the show. Okay, so you've, you've um, had some encounters here recently. Um, how about the paranormal side? Anything going on that you've uh, noticed recently? Ghosts or anything like that? <laughs> Let me think. Um, I've noticed a, like a, you know, we were talking about upticks a little you know, recently, and I, I have noticed an increase in my ability to feel when somebody approaches. Um, so my, my mediumship, I'm not, I've never been a very strong medium, but I'm gaining more information that way. I am able to discern what is being communicated easier. Uh, which is quite nice. Um, they're making it very obvious when they walk by. I get, it feels like the back of my hair is standing up. I'm like, oh, somebody's here. Right, right. Uh, sometimes I'll pull out my phone to, and pull up, but it's a silly ghost app, like a ghost hunting app called uh, Ghost Radar, which you would think is, you know, that's a bunch of bunk. How could an app on a phone be worth anything, right? But I've I've also used this app and set it on the counter while on a lunch break, 
turned around, turned on the stove, pick up some eggs and crack them. And the apps say eggs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I know that they're, they can use it to communicate and maybe not always, but, um, but oftentimes when I feel somebody approach and I'm not getting the information I would like, I'll pull it out and see what it has to say. And sometimes it makes sense. Most of the time it doesn't, but uh, there's usually enough there of a hint to say, Oh, well, your aunt's here. You're, you know, so-and-so is, so-and-so is paying a visit. Um, I've been having a lot of dreams about people who have passed lately as well. Um, so I'm not sure. What is up with that? Perhaps makes me nervous. I get um, I get a feeling like oh somebody's about to pass away. I can I can, it's like I can feel it. I've yeah. had that lately, and I don't don't like it. I don't like that feeling. Um, I'm trying to think. I know I've had some weird stuff happen, but used most of it is around just like something showing up, me being able to communicate it and, and somebody getting a little uncomfortable because I have more information than I ought to have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Unless they're okay. specifically asking me for it. <laughs> right, right. I so. think that, that I've also had that same, same experience recently where, you know, uh, you know, in the, in the uptick, I've gotten a lot of, of, no, not, Impressions, that's what I'm looking for. I've gotten impressions of people being there, where they're at, what they're doing. I haven't been able to see. It used to be that, that I'd get a feeling and it would be, you know, in this area here, I can all but see you here. Now it's just an impression that something's there. Um, but, you know, with, with recent activities going on before the holiday lull for me, at least over here, was you know i i was aware of people coming through at the house that i nanny at because they know they the owners know there's some someone angry in the house and the previous owner who didn't take care of the wiring so the house is also very displeased at uh -huh. its, its state of being even though they're doing yeah. anything they can to fix it it's still got the the cranky house feel I get that. But but recently it's been, you know, just everything's kind of calmed down and and like a couple nights ago I was freaking out because I saw glasses are off. I see blue light on the ceiling. And I'm looking going, you know, look with different eyes, your left eye, right eye, and they're in different places completely. Now I know I have cross dominance, so I know my eyes are slightly crossed when the, the glasses are off. But there was a lot of movement, and then there was a lot of disappearing light movement. It took me about ten minutes to figure out that it's my my sleep mask that you charge up and it plays mute, you know, uh, connects to your your Bluetooth and plays. But it shouldn't have been moving. It's on a table that can't move. It's not during the earthquake zone that was going on up north of us. It was something moving. I'm like, so who is here? You know. I had my, my, my ghost radar on my phone, too, and a spirit box, and I got no hits. But I'm like, so is it or my grandparents? This is my grandmother's room. It's laid out almost the same way she had it for years before. And I'm like, is it, was she just fussing with it to get my attention? Was it just 
The joys of having a family home that's old. Not older, <laughs> but old. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, so I, I, I feel you on the, you know, things are becoming more aware and, 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 and maybe it's because you hung out with, with Kent and Adrian. I want to hang out with you. As we're all kind of getting on the same wave, cresting at the same time because, you know, cool mm -hmm. energy. You're, you're an awesome person. Someday I'd like to actually oh, meet you in work. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that will happen. Um, well, it did for me. But I, I wonder, yeah, I wonder though if there, there's a lot of us that are meeting at the same wavelength. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I, I got goosebumps again, so must be the truth. Well, you know, what was it? Last year or the year before, we entertained the notion of, uh, of the rising of consciousness um, and the fact that things were happening that seemed to be. Oh, what's the best word for it? They were, they were, um, it was just a general feeling. I think it was around the time of COVID, Tracy. I think, I think you remember we were talking about this. There was just a general feeling that something was about to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was just, uh, that was just sort of a, a, a wholehearted thing. Everybody was feeling it. It was palpable. Um, and I think. And as, as COVID began to crest, we all began feeling things in sync then too yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so i wonder if there's not just some sort of raising of consciousness going on now but we're just not aware of it when things moves in very small steps you're not even going to notice exactly or if you're entrenched in it you're not going to notice until you step back Mm -hmm. but there's but in my case anyway there was that feeling in the you know in the back of my head that something's happening you know and i and mike and i was totally aware of it too at the time i just kept getting this gnawing feeling something's going on something's about to happen and it did <laughs> it did but you know i just I don't have words for it. Just, you know, it just, I can't describe it. But it was right. just. Right. Us, uh, us in the experience, the world call that a feeling of urgency. Yeah. That's probably the best term for it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Words fail me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we talk about it, though. It's like, the something's about to happen. What are we supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Something's about to happen. What are we supposed to do? But we don't know. Right what we're supposed to do. I actually haven't felt that way in Excuse me. a while. Mm -hmm. Don't sorry, we sound talking. healthy when all of a sudden we just can't breathe? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I swallowed something funny back in my throat, just went all the way down, just came back up. Uh, Wrong throat hole. Anyway. <laughs> and right throat hole, yeah. yes. Yes, uh, yep. people are just yep. going to love this episode tonight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It'd be funny if it wasn't so painful. Anyway. Right. So. Where were we? Rising consciousness. Rising consciousness, yeah. No, yeah, I haven't, I haven't felt that since emergency. 
in several months. And I don't know if it's just because I've been focused on this project that we're working on or if it was, you know, learning a new job or, or what, but everything seems to have. Yeah. Admittedly, I haven't felt that so much either. Um, and well, I think it might, maybe it's just the, uh, you know, the holidays here and everything and everything else that's been going on, you know, with my cousin's death and, uh, I don't know, just all, all kinds of stuff going on. And maybe, maybe that just kind of shifted the focus a little. I think that, I think that's probably a really good mm -hmm. analogy is, you know, the fact that you're focused on this personal level, you're not able to tune in as tightly to the other, you know, right, just right. quote unquote other, you're not, you're not there, you're focused over here. Before I left mantras, I was given a dream, and I say given for a purpose, because it was uh, very much a gift. Um, I was shown a bee, you know, buzzing and dancing on a flower, and there was almost like a narrator explaining to me, and I'm sure is my good old friend, St. Germain, but he was explaining to me that the vibration, vibrational communication of the bee is very similar to how they, the ETs that I deal with, also communicate. And I have the ability to tune completely in to what they are saying and communicate that way and you know gain information and all sorts of things or i can dial it way back and stay on a very singular personal level now even you know knocking out other human communications if so desired and i can move that that i was shown in a soundboard which is kind of ironic now doing the radio stuff you know um not that i touch it <laughs> He does that. Um, okay. But, you know, being able to slide it up and down. Where on this continuum do you want to fall today? Are you needing more guidance from outside? Go ahead and dial it up. If you don't, dial it back. That's and maybe we're not feeling urgency because we're not aware. Mm -hmm. Because we're focused locally. But that's actually kind that's of good me. advice, too. Dial it back, dial it forward, you know. If, uh, if you feel the need to... Uh, get something from the outside. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, we definitely can. Mm -hmm. But if you're focusing on, you know, being close with your family over the holidays, during a loss, all of those things, the outside world does not exist anymore because right. you are busy and focused. Mm -hmm. So, tell us a little bit about Roswell. <laughs> I, I hear things, and I, I just want to hear from a source. Like good things or bad things? <laughs> um, the good, the bad, the weird, a little bit of everything, you know. Just oh, Roswell, gosh. Okay, so, um, Roswell, I understand, is a very I've, interesting town. I'll put it that way. It's definitely a very interesting town. I have lived here total in my life about 25 years, um, in and out. Um Gosh, that makes it almost half my life. That's crazy. I don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> oh, um, this town is. <laughs> um, this town is very kitschy. You know, if you're driving down Main Street, every single restaurant, 
storefront, everything has aliens on it, whether it's a carved out statue, if it's a you know painted sign, if it's part of their actual signage, you know, um, the McDonald's is shaped like a UFO. Um, the the street lights, you know how you've got street lights, they're in the shape of alien. You know, it's got alien eyes on them. Um, it's ridiculous, and most of the town hates it. If you live here during the UFO festival, you disappear. You do not want to show your face at all because this town goes crazy. It doubles in size mm -hmm. during the UFO festival, and. That's just that's just one part of Roswell is the alien crash. But then we've got this is an extremely poor town, um, very very high poverty rate. We've got um, very high crime rate, um, especially violent crimes. Um, it's very much like the Wild West still. Um, you know, Pat Garrett's daughter lived here. Um, you know, this is, you know, if you think about Billy Kidd and Pat Garrett and everything that happened in Young Guns and stuff, that is just right up the street in the next town. Mm -hmm. You know, every this is very much the Wild West, and those attitudes continue. You assume everybody's carrying a weapon. And you move there willingly. <laughs> you move there willingly. And yep. And you're polite and you're nice and you nod, and, and that's just the best way to be because that's what you should do as a human, but also, mm -hmm. <laughs> hi, I'm your friend. <laughs> don't, don't hurt me. Don't, um, yeah, don't you shoot. know where to go in town, know where not, not to go. You know, and I, I know that that is true of a lot of places, but this is a, a town of under 50,000 people. Right. We're right at the edge. Uh, maybe maybe a little over 50,000, but we're right there. Still a town, not yet city, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're city, I don't remember. But um, very rural. This is a oil field and dairy farming area. Um, most of the factories are gone. Are there any factories left here? Christmas ornament factory. Christmas by Krebs is here. I think that's about it. We used to have a bus factory and a jeans factory and a candy factory, but those are all gone. So, I mean, it's kind of a dying community as well. It's a, it's a harsh place. This is a really harsh place. Mm -hmm. That's too bad. Because, you know, everything you hear about Roswell, if you're not a native to the area, just makes it sound like the best town in the world. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, if you're into the into the aliens and 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 UFOs and all that, but you know, you hear from a from a from a resident's perspective, and it's a totally different place. Very much so. Yeah, I think you could probably say the same about Las like Las Vegas or something. It's like it's way more than just the strip. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. There's there's like schools and things <laughs> there. You know. Um, yeah, this is this is a very strange town that has this niche that fuels the whole economy, mm -hmm. um, and you've got to prepare for July and everybody to come, right? And everybody gears up either to sell or to hide. <laughs> so, just depending on what what you're doing, um, 
you know, just know that there's going to be a lot of people. I did see that there's going to be another festival here in town in March this year or next year. So you're preparing. To make, so you're preparing to make yourself scarce then. <laughs> well, with the radio station, we might have to start ingratiating ourselves. And I mean, the station itself is called the Crash. I mean, we are going to fully endorse the ET side because it's marketable mm-hmm. and that's what people are drawn to and they want to hear about it. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to be doing any talking about those kinds of things on the radio or not. But um, Yeah, I was going to ask because you said it was music and, uh, and I was going to say, is there yeah. any talk going on or anything like that? Not, we haven't planned for it, but we, we also have, um, you know, kick around the idea of podcasts or even having uh, another station that is specifically for podcasts mm-hmm. um, where people can buy airtime and have their show aired if that's what they wish to do. But um, that's definitely further down the road after we get this one under our belt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> one step at a time. Yeah, one step at a time. Step two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, we've got a whole bunch of whole bunch of plans and things that we want to happen and and, and people from like New York and, and LA are interested in what we're doing because they're not used to hearing a terrestrial type radio on the internet. So I mean you've got streaming devices and, and things where you can pick and choose your music, but this is different. This is it's gonna be chopped just treat it as if it's just radio. Um, so it shall be it shall be an interesting thing but um you know it was actually hard to decide to go with pulling on the kitschiness of roswell because mm-hmm. the native that i live with was like eh, because that's the way all natives are eh, no i don't want to do that but yeah. you know what we have to we have to that's what right. people want and so i can go there <laughs> everyone but the locals Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to. I want to ask a silly question because uh, hi, my name is Tracy, and I have watched the TV series Roswell one too many times. Oh, good lord! I know because well, one of my friends was like addicted to it. She would hand me her books. I'm like, nah, just just let me watch the show with you. That's it. <laughs> I know that they filmed the original one. Um, on location at the school, so it, just just for curious sake, curiosity's sake, um, at one of the local high school, they changed the name, but they they filmed on site for the high school for a while in the nineties, the eighties, okay. early two thousands. Um, I know that there's a new one out. So, are there any for for people who are, who are seeing Roswell through the the, the rose colored glasses of the outside of of the locals? Is there a crash down cafe? Is there, you know, are the, are the things that were shown that would get someone's, you know, young teeny bopper attention like I was? And then, you know. Uh-huh. No. I'm just curious. Uh, there is not a crash down cafe. I, I think there was okay. a place that tried to be a crash down cafe for a while, but um, I remember that was before I lived here in like 90. Oh, that would have been like 95, 96, and I would just roll my eyes because Roswell came out, the original Roswell came out in like 93 or 4, 
Yeah, something right, like that. Something go. like that. I can't. I think it was like before I graduated high school, which means I was still in Montrose at the time, um, and saw some of it. Um, but now I'm curious, which high school was it filmed at? Because I don't know. Like, was it blue or was it red on the inside? What was the dominant color? I want to say it was predominantly blue, but now I can't remember. <laughs> All right, that means that it would have been Goddard High School. <laughs> so, um, but it's, I have not seen any of the new one that came out. Um, I know that one of the producers came through town during the UFO festival in like 2018. 2017, no, 2018, and um, bought some jewelry that my daughter had made, and they were going to use it for the show. I don't know if they ever did or not, but okay, uh, I've got I've got it here. Roswell actually, uh, the original airing was uh, October 6, 1999. So not oh, quite okay. that far back. But, yeah. Wow! Just right. on the I thought it was much earlier than that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're in the middle of a Mandela moment. Uh huh. A anytime we talk about old TV, for me, is a Mandela moment. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like it. Maybe as late as '97, but okay, '99, okay. <laughs> I would have sworn I watched it when I was in high school. Now I'm really confused. <laughs> okay. I got to do some rethinking here. Well, I was but, just curious because uh, I know that, that, you know, she's still a Roswell fan uh -huh. and like complete fan. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to go there and I'm going to go through the tour. I mean, like in California, you can do the, the Lost Boys tour by getting, you know, um, Santa Cruz and walk off the boardwalk and go down 100 feet. You're going to see the cave. So all the things are there. So I'm like, you know, curious what kind of. I there's, there's not there's not a tour here. <laughs> no, there's, there's no tour here. Um, they may have filmed some, but like I remember watching it and not recognizing. You know, I was like, that didn't look like Roswell. But um, that's why I asked the hard question. <laughs> yeah. It's probably I mean, filmed in the desert you, in LA. You come to town, you can like get a tour to a crash site, <laughs> but you know, not that it's not going to have anything to do with the TV show. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's probably they probably film it in LA in the desert. <laughs> mm -hmm. Probably. Uh -huh. I looked it up. It's Charter Oak High School. Charter Oak. Yeah, that's not here course. <laughs> so it's all fictional. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that's why I asked the colors because there's, there's three high schools here. Um, the two main ones are, are either mostly red or mostly blue. We've got the Goddard Rockets because that's a little known piece of history that a lot of people that are interested in Roswell as outsiders don't think about is Goddard came in, you know, perfected his rocketry here in this area. So right. Goddard Rockets is one high school, and then we've got the Roswell High Coyotes on the other side of town. That's supposed to go. Cool. Awesome. Now you know, Tracy. Yeah. Total fiction. Hey, look at I know something you don't know. Anywho. Because you've got a source detail. <laughs> cool. Well, anyway, I, I, like I, alien things 
like I mean, yes, there's alien pictures of aliens everywhere here, but um, but like if you would go to Rachel Nevada, you're going to find the little alien and things like that. I think they're way more kitschy mm-hmm. over there than we are here. Well, that, they're probably like, we want a piece of that too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they got Area 51. I guess they're allowed to do that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Although I got to be perfectly honest, I don't think there's anything there. If I were, if I, I were to, so. yeah, if I were to guess, I'd say Wright Patterson is where it would, is where it is right now. And you know, there's a lot of people that would agree. I don't know what's your. All opinion? I know is that when I drove back in April from Las Vegas, and my mother's calling me, and I'm in tears on the roadway hauling a van and a 35 foot long U-Haul. I rolled down the windows and yelled, okay, now it'd be the time to come and take me, guys, in the middle of the uh, the, the Mojave Desert night. <laughs> they didn't do it? They didn't do it, no. no but when I pulled over again to go to the restroom because I had to make a pit stop, the truck behind me went, whatever you were yelling, I feel you completely. <laughs> and I went... <laughs> tear streaks. I'm like, I'm just, it's been a day. He goes, I get that. Whatever you're feeling, whatever you're yelling, I feel it completely. They haven't gotten me either. I'm like, you heard me yell that. I must have been really screaming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, considering it was a moving vehicle and you were, there was probably a lot of wind in your face and everything. And you were probably and, driving I was at speed. And, yeah. and frustrated and in tears. And, and as, so I was helping my friend move his father's, um, his parents back, or his mother, I should say, his widowed mother and his cousin back to Sacramento from Las Vegas. I had in the car his father's bearded dragon, who I dubbed Ruby, because every time she bounced around, I thought for sure she was going to get angry and turn me into something. I, I named her Ruby from Supernatural because I didn't know what else to call her. <laughs> and my mother calls and says, I have news. Your aunt passed away. Well, that's the thing you want to hear when you're driving through the desert, a two-lane desert highway. In the middle of the night, yes, Mom, tell me on Easter Sunday that my aunt has gone. That's brilliant. And I didn't know what else to do, so instead of screaming at poor Ruby, I rolled the window down and yelled out the window, and the trucker behind me was, was close enough to hear something going on, seeing me waffle. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just a, it was a day. <laughs> yep. But they didn't come and get me. I was just too busy with the truck behind me. But still. But still. My family actually has a story about weird stuff that has happened in that area, like the Death Valley type of area, which is probably not the same exactly as as uh, where you're talking about, but deep in the middle of the desert. And really needed to pee, and they needed to get gas, but there was no place to stop, and they stopped at a... Yep. But then finally, there was... There's this really cool place where they had a gas station, they had a restroom, they had ice cream. It was the best ice cream they'd ever had. They filled up the tank, they got into town, they were on their way back, saying, can't wait to get that ice cream again. The place doesn't exist. It's not there. It never was. I heard, I, I heard a similar story involving a Christmas store. Oh? So, yeah, a couple pulled into a Christmas store. Nothing else around. It's just this store didn't even have a parking lot. It was just a dirt driveway. And they, they, they actually passed it by, but they said to themselves that they were going to go back and check it out when they 
hit the return trip back. And when they came back, it wasn't there anymore. It never existed. They asked people, they said, there's no Christmas story here in town. So weird stuff like that. Well, I think it's probably time to hang up. We don't want to keep you any longer than we have to. <laughs> but it's been great having you on, Aaron, and 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 hopefully we'll see uh, see you a little bit more in the future. You know, if you got anything going on you want to talk about, like like you did, you know, like you contacted me here and said that you were wanted to talk about your 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 radio channel. Um, you know, anything like that? Let me know. We'll bring you on. Absolutely. You you've always been a friend of the podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. It, it, I think you guys were what the first ones that I, the one first one I ever did. So first or second, I can't remember. You were right there. And, awesome. We're um, doing the happy dance, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, it's kind of like podcast family now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, and so I'm sure that when I have things coming up, or even if I want things to come up, maybe I will. <laughs> hey, you just want to get on the air. Thanks, you guys, for promotion, man. So. Yeah, no, you want to get on the air and talk to us, you know, just and just shoot the breeze like we've kind of done tonight. I'll do a midweek roll. I got no problem with that. Yeah, awesome. And someday, someday we'll all get together, and I'll be there for that one. Yeah. <laughs> we all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, looking forward to that. But in the meantime, we'll let you go. Have a good night, Aaron. Well, thank you so much for having me on again. Wonderful evening. All right. Pleasure as always. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye now. Bye. Well, that was fun. I always like it when Aaron comes on. Oh. Oh. She's awesome, people. <laughs> She's yeah. very, very awesome people. Someday I want to actually get to physically meet her. Someday. Someday. And I think someday you will. And, yep. you know, we'll, we'll hang out together and we'll do something fun. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it doesn't involve actual abduction, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. We can do, like, laser tag, you know. Yeah. I got something else. <laughs> I don't know. So what'd you think of this? What'd you think of doing this midweek roll here? That was pretty cool. I like that. I'm sorry I couldn't get out to you because Harla's still out with with Laura. But you know, well, that's okay. I mean, this is just it was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. I talked to Erin last night about it. Asked her if she'd be willing to come on. She said sure. Um, and I I wanted to do something because I promised when I, you know, when I made the apology about the death in the family that I would try and do something middle of the week. So here we are. And, you know, if, if opportunity presents itself, I'd kind of like to do a couple of midweek rolls here and there. No, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an all the time thing. You're not going to get a midweek. Folks, you're not going to get a midweek roll every week. It's not going to happen. I'll tell you that right now. We barely put a podcast together as it is, but every once in a while, you know, you know, say, say, Tracy comes up with something she wants to talk about or, or, you know, we, we see something kind of cool we want to talk about. And we get that wild hair. Yeah. We can throw up a midweek roll and say, here we go. Yep. 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 <clears throat> but in the meantime, uh, we're going to try and get back on schedule here. We've still got a little bit more of uh, route 66 to cover. Um, lately it's felt more like route 666. So I'll tell you that. <laughs> 
because life keeps happening. This is yeah. This is it. This yeah. is why. But yeah. Boy. Yeah, and I hope people are enjoying our Route 66. I, I don't want to pound it into the dirt. I, I, I want to move on from that as quickly as possible. Well, well, that's not quite how I should say it. I want to move on to that to other subjects. I don't want to just sit here, or, you know, and kind of. I don't know. Like we I said, we want to complete this properly and you. move on to the next thing without a cliffhanger. Thank you. I have. This is why I keep people like you on the show, because I can't always talk. So it's so it's great when you're my mouthpiece. You're my mouthpiece tonight. It's all good. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you go, Tracy, so you can do your stuff too. Um, have a good night. I shall try. Tell tell the tell the children's hi. And, uh, I will do my best I can. <laughs> and Adri, we hope you're feeling better soon, because um, we want you on, on the show next time. Because we got to finish up, like I said, we got to finish up Route 66. She's part of that, and I think she get mad if I left her in a gas station somewhere along the way. <laughs> Can't have that. Just so you know, though, how you phrased that we broke down in the state. 66 where yeah, we're at broke down Texas broke down have we gone for a week three of my friends are like wait are they okay are they stranded should we call our friends <laughs> no honey no we're not actually on Again. route 66 <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call alliteration <laughs> yes that's funny Again, though one more time that, through that's funny the there fact that, that you had friends who actually thought that we were on the road and the sad part is, I yeah, wish we're really we were. Pull out the friends across the country. We have friends here. We have friends there. Who can we call to get you? you know. Yeah. How about how about these these people get us on the road? That would be awesome. You know. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, I could. I'd, I'd I'd do the. You know, Adri's already always wanted to go, and I'd be willing. Yep. But not just the two of us. I mean, it's got to be a group thing. Well, I want to go, but I have to wait until like. A year or so down the road. Mm. Can't leave the bugabees alone that long. Mom and dad might end up hanging them by their toenails. Because, you know. Can't have that. Can't have that. that just, right, Granty's just... there to defuse, to, to, to defuse bombs during the day. Then mom and dad get them at night. And uh, I would not want to, to sit there and go, Okay, surprise, I'm going away for a while. Yeah. yeah. I might end up hung by my toenails from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, by the way, I should also point out that we are recording after Christmas. So how was your Christmas, Tracy? Yes. Christmas was pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Christmas Eve, did a potluck-style dinner at my parents' house so that no one had to, to make the brunt of the meal. And then Christmas morning, we did breakfast here and opened um, all... Two of the kids opened their their stockings Christmas Eve because they're going to be going over to other family members' houses. Right. And then the rest of us opened up <coughs> yesterday morning for Christmas morning. And little Christmas, but we're making progress in the house, so it was a big Christmas. Right. And then um, Christmas Day was spent playing video games and taking naps. I think. The four of us, the three of us were playing video games all at each other at the same time. Said, so, yeah, good nap. 
and we walked away. <laughs> well, at least you had fun. Yes. Now, in my case, Adrian and I went to my parents' house. Um, the brothers Whittington decided that this year they were going to cook Christmas dinner. So we did. Um, I, I am proud to say that I spent my time out in the cold, cold weather barbecuing two tri-tips while my brother cooked a okay. ham and, and my other brother brought uh, a green bean casserole and some rolls and, and we all brought treats and everything. So we had a lot of food and a lot of fun and a lot of people. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, our table sat nine this year. It was pretty cool. And of course, you saw my gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it is it is a, a Gallifreyan pocket watch. Pocket watch. Yep. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I got that, and I looked at Adrian. And I said, you know, if I if I open this up, will I suddenly remember I'm the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now I just need an occasion to actually you know wear it. <laughs> My, my my ultimate gift this year was a nine inch tall tiger eye tower. It's gorgeous. Closely followed by my brand new from my eldest um, Hocus Pocus uh, tarot deck. Oh, that's gotta be fun. So it's got the Sanderson sisters. It's got the Denisons. It's got everybody in it as part of the, the major arcana and um, potions and lightning and pumpkins and candles instead of cups and wands and swords and coins or me, pentacles. Well, let me guess, the one, so, the one of candles is a black flame candle? Yes. I had a feeling. Oh, yes, actually, no, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's the ace of candles, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so yes. that was pretty obvious, <laughs> pretty obvious, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty darn awesome. I, I it was like I said, a small Christmas, but it was you know. Well, sometimes just those are a the calm, best. Focused Christmas. Sometimes those are the best ones to have. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And I hope you're enjoying your briar horse, by the way. I am. Yeah, we He's got still three. sitting on the table, watching me. Uh huh. Um, because because he hasn't been put down the hall on the shelf of the other briars breeds. He's he's sitting there watching me right now. Well, well, he's new. <laughs> yes, he's, he's not a, quarantining. He's just you know I'm sitting here right now. He's acclim- about he, actually moving him into the outside halt, uh, altar here. Yeah, he's acclimating. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad you enjoyed it anyway. Yes, most definitely. And on that note, I think we better call it a night. So, Quite possible. Yep. So to, to everybody out there, we hope you had a merry Christmas. Um, Hope you you uh, got to spend a lot of time with your loved ones and and uh, just make the best of the day. Uh, May you have a happy, safely insane, not completely insane New Year. Yes. And if you have a resolution, great. But my best resolution is not to make them. <laughs> my resolution is to try to keep on this side of the dirt for another year. Yep, that's about the only resolution I'd want to make. Anyway. For now, have a good night. Stay spooky. And Tracy, you want to say it? Cue the gremlin!
What in the Podcast is a part of the What in the Podcast network and is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other great podcast formats. You can find us on Facebook at the What in the Podcast Facebook group. If you have a great story idea or have a personal paranormal event that you want to share with us, email us at whatinthepodcast at gmail.com with your story, or you can leave us a voice message by clicking the link in the episode description. If you like what you're hearing, please don't forget to leave us a review and rate us five stars. It doesn't seem like much, but it helps us more than you can imagine. What in the Podcast is also made possible thanks to our sponsors and listeners like you. Thanks for listening.